podcast by the National Keratoconus Foundation, featuring information about life with keratoconus. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Barnett, and today we have Poppy McCabe, who is a 22-year-old graphic designer and illustrator and was the runner-up for the World Keratoconus Day Photo Contest last November. She's joining us from Cornwall in the UK. We're delighted to have you, Poppy. Welcome. Hello. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you for being here. So let's start. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, as you've already said, I'm Poppy. I'm a 22-year-old. I'm originally from the north of England, but I'm now living in Cornwall because who doesn't want to live by the sea? I have just graduated from university studying graphic design, and I am now an illustrator. Wonderful. I understand that keratoconus was an inspiration for your winning photo, and I want to hear more about this. But first, tell me, how and when did you get interested in art and design? Oh, wow. That's a deep question. Um, I guess I've always been the typical, I've always been arty. My grandparents, probably my biggest inspiration, they're in their 80s now, but still going to art classes. And I've been like musical from a young age as well. So it's just kind of always been. And then I had a like epiphany when I was about 16. And when I realized that I don't have to do science as a degree <laughs> and that I could actually do art and that was a real subject. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of music are you? When I was in year one, I don't know what that is for you guys, when I was about six. Um, I started playing violin and then I've just kind of collected instruments since then. Uh, my favourite is my saxophone uh, oh, and I was in a marching cool. band for the fire service. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How many different instruments do you play? Um, that's a good question. Basically hand me an instrument and I'll work out how to play it. Um, wow. <laughs> I'll I'll get there eventually. <laughs> That's impressive. I'm curious about your diagnosis with keratoconus. Can you tell us how that came about? Um, yeah. So I've got other health problems going on, one of which is Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. And for the people listening that don't know what that is, um, it's a connective tissue disorder that affects your collagen and basically makes you extra bendy, extra fr- fragile and in a lot of chronic pain and fatigue and all the boring stuff that isn't fun. And my keratoconus diagnosis kind of came from exploring EDS. I like to say I failed the eye test at my local opticians <laughs> and just confused them beyond their areas of knowledge. I think I did the eye test about five times in one day and then got referred to the hospital. Right. And then when you were at the hospital, is that when the diagnosis was made? Yes. My, in my local opticians, um, there was a lot of um and and ahhing and kind of um, opticians were like chatting behind closed doors to each other. And then they came back into the room and like, we're going to send you to the hospital because we don't have the machines to tell you whether this is right or not. And then mm-hmm. further down the line, went to the hospital, had all of the testing and scans done and then got diagnosed and that was only about a year ago. 
Oh, really? Only about a so year I'm, ago. Yeah, I'm still wow. pretty much at the beginning of it. Wonderful. And you found the National Keratoconus Foundation. Yeah. Uh, diagnosed relatively recently, too, because yeah. NKCF has so many great resources to, to share. Yeah. This is a bit of a funny story, but I actually discovered this foundation on the final submission day for the photo contest. So I found you by accident, entered as a, oh, well, they can see my project if they want to see it, and then ended up here. <laughs> wow, <laughs> look at that. And now you're on the Clearly Casey podcast with the National Keratoconus Foundation. Wow, you move quickly. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great that you entered the contest as well. So when you were diagnosed with keratoconus, what were your initial thoughts and reactions there? I think like a lot of people, I just kind of sat there and was like, can you say that again, please? What What was that word? Um, and my opticians didn't really know what or how to explain it either. So it was a lot of, I'm going to go do my own research and then I'll come to an opinion on whether... I'm happy or not about this. <laughs> but I think ultimately it's given me an understanding and a reasoning for why my eyes are the way they are. And sometimes the clarification and the, not necessarily a label, but a reason for struggles is reassuring in itself. Definitely. So what sort of struggles were you having leading up to the diagnosis? Were you seeing blurry vision or starbursts or halos? All all of the above. I think I'd been focusing too much on other areas of my health. I didn't really realize that the things I was experiencing weren't normal until my boyfriend and I were looking at the stars and the moon. And he said, whoa, look at the moon. And I said, which one? That was when alarm bells went off in my head because I could see right. three moons. And sure, sure. my brain didn't quite add up that there's not three moons on Earth. Uh, <laughs> and then that was when I kind of realised, hold on, this isn't really, that's not normal. Maybe I should do something about this. Right. So a lot right. of double vision. Yeah, yeah. That's a symptom that comes up quite a bit is looking at the stars or headlights on cars and seeing multiple ones. So, yeah. And then getting back to, I guess, just the last year, did the diagnosis of keratoconus change the way that you approached your education and your career choice? Yeah, definitely. I was at university studying graphic design. Graphic design spans a wide range of topics and applications but a lot of it is computer work which I struggle with I get a lot of migraines as well which hand in hand with I can't see my computer properly isn't the greatest so I decided I moved away from digital design and focus more on traditional print techniques so I've done quite a bit of screen printing and lino printing and ended up doing crazy sculptures with paper and anything to escape the screens. (laughs) Wow. So tell us more about that sculpture that you submitted for 
the World Keratoconus Day photo contest. Yeah, so that was actually my degree show. So the end of my three years at university. And during this time, I'd been diagnosed with Casey and faced a lot of people telling me, I have no idea what that is. What is that? I um, started asking people what they thought it was because it was entertaining the responses I was getting. And yet someone thought it was a pasta dish, like an Italian pasta dish. (laughs) Um, And at that point, I decided this is another area in which I can create a design and an exhibition that actually makes a difference. Hundreds and hundreds of people that come to this degree show. So I put together this exploratory exhibition that features a series of different installation pieces, each depicting a different visual disturbance of vision experienced by a KC patient. It was basically a response to me being fed up with people asking, what do you mean? There's not three moons. Yeah. So the big sculpture was the main part of the exhibition. It was kind of like spirally and um, it was like a metre wide and very tall. And it dangled from the ceiling in the middle of the exhibition room. And I'd shaped it so that it looked and depicted the cone shape of um, Casey affected cornea and it allowed people to go into the exhibition and stand underneath this giant paper cornea structure and kind of see for themselves and explore for themselves the distortion in the shape and how a cone is different to the sphere that it's meant to be. Wonderful. Did you find that people resonated with that, that they understood once they saw the giant cornea and the cone? (laughs) Yeah, I kind of used that as a way to pull people in. So that was the, ooh, what's that over there? And that brought people's attention to the series of posters that I'd made where I combined typography, um, an illusion to further replicate more um, of these distortions. So the sculpture was the I'm going to reel people in and then the actual like awareness campaign if you can call it that was on the posters and people responded really well to it and I had a lot of messages uh, like responses from the degree show from other people that have it but I had no idea that they had it as well. Oh wow I think that's something important because keratoconus is much more common than we ever thought before And so that's amazing that you had people who told you that they were diagnosed with KC and you didn't even know it. So that's the beauty of the National Keratoconus Foundation also is just having this wonderful community of people that you can talk to about keratoconus. It always surprises me in my practice when I have a patient there in my chair with keratoconus and they say, I I don't know anyone with keratoconus. And I always joke, well, why don't you just sit in the waiting room for a few minutes and (laughs) you all can just have coffee or something because there are so many wonderful people. So it's great to have that community. Speaking of keratoconus, do you feel like individuals with KC are overlooked? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think in my personal experience, I live in Cornwall in the UK. So that's like as far down in the UK as you can get. And there's only really one hospital in Cornwall and they do not have the equipment or the knowledge to officially diagnose and do all the testing and stuff. So I've had to travel up to London, which is a long way. I think it's about eight or nine hours to get to the hospital where I've had these tests done. And I think that in itself is a huge area where it's overlooked. Oh, definitely. That is quite a journey. I was fortunate to live in London my junior year of college. And so I love (laughs) that area. My brother actually lives outside of London with his family. So next time I go visit, I'm going to come see you. (laughs) I I want to see your art for sure. Yeah. So congratulations (laughs) on graduating. And now that you've graduated What would be your dream job? Oh, wow. First of all, thank you. And I really want to basically carry on with the work that I've been doing throughout my degree. Um, And I I just love using my creativity and my um, design and illustration practice as a force for good. Uh, Actually, in the past year, I did the exhibition for the Caricaturness awareness project that I did but I also created a series of illustrations and zines for Ella Stanless to raise awareness for that and like almost act as a welcome pack for newly diagnosed patients which was really well received as well so I think my dream is just to carry on and find more opportunities like this. Wow. Well, thank you for your incredible work that you're doing. It's so inspirational. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, Just be happy. (laughs) Keep (laughs) whatever you're doing right now, just keep doing what you're doing because it's got you this far. Um, And if you're in the midst of questions and searching for understanding and trying to find reasons and diagnosis, don't don't get lost along the way because you will find where you're meant to be. Oh, well, thank you for those words of wisdom. Poppy, thank you so much for inspiring us on the Clearly KC podcast. And for all of our listeners, thank you for joining us on Clearly KC. Please listen to all the episodes of the Clearly KC podcast on Podbean or your favorite podcast app to subscribe and get future episodes. For now, I'm Dr. Melissa Barnett, wishing you a wonderful day ahead. See you next time on Clearly Casey.